Hey, freaks, Tim back here to introduce a best of show. Yes, we're doing a midweek classic edition of DV. Don't worry, everything's okay. I just had so many errands today. I had to run to the market. Declan had an out-of-town soccer match. Shaden needed help with his history diorama. And on top of it all, Lord Douche didn't tell me that the boss was coming over for dinner. I was fuming. I was so sore with him. Thankfully, we still had some jello packets from the last party, and I was able to whip up my world-famous lime gelatin tuna meowness salad. What's more fun than eating salad with a fork that jiggles? Oh, you have not experienced fish until you've had gelatinous fish. It slides around in your mouth all funny-like. And then you bite down, the jello squirts, and you hit that creamy mayonnaise center. Oh, it was a big hit. Anyway, you guys know the drill. When I do best of shows in the middle of the week, I always uh, make up the show. So uh, you will be getting your standard-issued five episodes of DV this week. Everything's just going to be pushed back an extra day. Thursday, I'll be back doing a show for everyone. Friday's going to be Sideshow exclusive. And then uh, I think I have to do one more, right? So we'll be doing a weekend podcast for everyone. Enjoy this best of show. It was a Sideshow exclusive episode from 2015. So if you weren't uh, a Sideshow member back then, this episode is new to you. If you aren't a Sideshow member now, you can sort of see what a typical Sideshow exclusive episode is like. I mean, it's just it's like a regular episode of DV. Hilarious, and it never misses. Enjoy the A++ comedy, and I will see you back tomorrow for a brand new episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. Goodbye. Distorted View Daily proudly presents a girl stepping in dog shit. Fucking water. Come out. It's coming out, get me back. Wednesday, March 18th, 2015, coming up on the program today, Scared of the Big Black Hawk. Plus, Helen Gurley Brown is back with some bedroom tips for you. Police shooting black retards, nothing new here. And the priest who owned a sex shop. All this was your voicemails today on DV. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. That's pretty fucked up right there. Here we go, it breaks to Benson with you back for your Wednesday Sideshow exclusive podcast. Have a great one for you. We kick things off with more new 
Pat Robertson audio. Every day this guy's saying something stupid. Thank you so much, uh, Matthew, for posting this on my Facebook. Well, I sound like Helen Gurley Brown. She pronounces all of her W words like that. Well, a woman needs to whip her man into shape. Uh, yeah, I've got more Helen Gurley Brown audio for you today, too. A lot of you guys like that. Before I start playing any more of her nonsense, uh, let's check in with good old Pat and see what he has to say. This is Anne who says, Dear Pat, not so long ago, my son came out of the closet, and a year later he told us he was becoming an atheist. I guess my question here is, what's going to send him to hell faster, the gay thing or the atheist thing? What should I really hate him for? It's got to be the gay thing, right? told us he was becoming an atheist. I want him to follow the path of Christ, but it's so hard. What can I do about it? You know what else is so hard? The dick he's sucking. (laughs) Hard to compete with dick. You'll never win against dick. And you can do a couple (laughs) things. First of all, uh, you cannot go along and say, I agree with your lifestyle. And so... Don't be an enabler. You hear that old man noise that came out of his mouth? Hold on. Long and say, I agree with your lifestyle. And so... Right there. Right there. He does this weird old man lip and tongue thing, too. And so... (laughs) I want to hear it again. Don't be an enabler anymore. If he's a drug addict, you don't enable people to continue their drug uh, But Being gay is a drug. You get high on on fagging out. (laughs) And you got to suck more and more dicks to get that high every time. I'm chasing that gay high. I need more and more butts in my face. The manlier, the hairy, the better. You know I love that ass juice. I learned that term yesterday, ass juice. I call it jungle juice. You don't know what jungle juice is? (laughs) What's jungle juice? Have you not been to a frat party? No. I'm in high school, obviously. We all know what jungle juice is. Have we been to a frat party? Who? Jungle juice is full of a shit ton of Everclear. Which Everclear? It's a shit ton of Everclear and a bunch of ass juice. You'll find an abundance of both of those things at frat parties. I'm sorry. I'm getting way off topic here. Pat Robertson is talking about how gay people are like drug addicts. Don't be an enabler anymore. If he's a drug addict, you don't enable people to continue their drug habit. But you, you let him know you love him. Let him know God loves him. And uh, you hold out that love. Honey, this is what you say. Honey, I want you to know that I love you with all my heart. And Jesus Christ loves you with all of his heart. And God up in heaven loves you. But we are all grossed out. Skeeved. I think skeeved is the biblical word I'm looking for. We are all skeeved out at the gross gay shit you're into. I mean, you poop from there. That's where you want that thing to go? I mean, sure, your father has asked me a time or two to take his hog up my Hershey Highway, but our relationship is sanctioned by the Lord Almighty. You, you're just a freak of nature, an abomination. But I want you to know we love you. We still love you, even though you're going to hell and diseased in the eyes of God. Condemned to hellfire in eternity in a pool of hellfire. 
but I love you with all my heart, honey. You know that, right? Okay, moving on now. I have got uh, more Helen Gurley Brown audio. Lessons in Love, the 1962 record, where Helen dishes out advice to plain women, ugly women, whores, etc., Helen has the answer to all of life's questions. All right, so here we go. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Helen was talking about what to do if you're an ugly broad and you want to snatch yourself a man. Today, what to do when you finally get your man in the bedroom. Yes, things are progressing nicely. How do you talk to a man in bed? For some reason, unexplained even by Freud, men like to talk in bed. And if one has gone so far as to go to bed with a man, well, I think it's silly to refuse to talk to him. Say things like, shove your dick up my cunt, titty fuck my boobies, or inject your baby batter into my snatch hatch. These are called icebreakers. So the question is not whether, but but what to say. She says a lot of, a lot of W words. Whether or why... I think a little something about it being nice to be there might be in order. You know how men are, insecure to the bone. Even if you've been dragged kicking and screaming and clawing and scratching every inch of the way... All right, look, you're describing rape. Even if the man beat you over the head with a club and dragged you to the bedroom. It's really only polite to acknowledge pleasure once you get there. You hear that, victims? Rapists get it. They're not dumb. They know you don't want to be there, but, you know, you're still getting banged. If, if something feels good down there, you can let out a moan. Of course, if you just quit kicking and scratching, he'll probably get the message. Yeah. Now, after all, if you didn't really want to be there, you wouldn't be. You could have uh, locked yourself in the bathroom and waited to be discovered with a cleaning woman. I guess what I'm saying here is you deserve the pounding you're about to receive. You filthy, disgusting whore. All right, let's continue on. You see, rape is evitable. You just have to wish it away. Close your eyes and click your heels three times and say, I don't want to be raped. I don't want to be raped. I don't want to be raped. This, This is all by way of saying that if you're in bed with a man, some part of you, some very important part of you must have said yes. So I think a little word of appreciation would be nice. Thank you for drugging my drink. You see, roofies are nature's Cupid's arrow. What? You don't really have to say anything relating to the subject at hand. Just a simple, hello. Why would you say hello when you're already in someone's bed? That's just weird. Hello, who are you? Why am I here? I can think of better things to say than hello. Yes, when you find yourself in someone's bed getting ready to have sex, why not greet them? With a firm handshake and a nice, how do you do? Hello. It's going to sound kind of sexy. You could even read a grocery list. It's your tone that counts. Mm. Now, if you really like him and are feeling cozy by now, you can say the most outrageously complimentary things to a man, and he'll almost gurgle with pleasure. The vein on your leg looks like a lightning bolt. Am I, am I doing it right? Don't let him use up all the good compliments. Employing girlish terms for a robust male is kind of appealing. You're fat. <laughs> like that? What other words for a ro- robust male are you thinking of? You're lovely. You're beautiful. Are perfectly acceptable. You have a big fat cock and I want it inside me. Especially if you're a girl who really thinks a man is beautiful. 
As for naughty words and four-letter oh, words... Here we go. Most men love you to say them, and if you don't know any, they'll tell you some you can use. No. Come on, Helen! Asking questions is charming. Isn't this the loveliest? Do you like me? Do you wash your ass? I'm getting a really objectionable odor wafting my way. Questions like that. Are you glad we're here? You probably won't get a no in a whole bushel of questions. And if you should both talk at once, well, that's anything but rude. Now, I do know one girl who just won't talk in bed, but it's not because she's tongue-tied. It's because I'm friends with Helen Keller. The only word she knows is... Even that sounds sexy, if you're horny enough. Helen, I'm so glad to have you in my room. Please, get comfortable on my bed. Helen? Helen, why are you just standing there? It's like she's not listening to me. Helen! Let me just push her on the bed. There we go. Oh, I love the sound of your voice. All right, enough of Helen Keller. Let's get back to Helen Gurley-Brown. She brings a bottle of cold champagne and one glass to her night table. Then, and this may sound a little germy if you're a Lavorous or Listerine-on-the-hour kind of girl, she takes a large sip of champagne but doesn't swallow it. She kisses the man and transfers all the champagne to him, which he is allowed to swallow. It's incredibly erotic in the fastest way to get mouth herpes. Just another helpful hint from Helen Gurley Brown. All right, I've got some other uh, clips here. Oh, you know, real quick, I wanted to mention this. Uh, In addition to how one should wipe, you know, whether it be sitting down, standing up, doing the snowplow method that we learned about recently, the other great toilet debate, and I don't know if we really talked about this on the show so much, but I know uh, my friend Joe and I went through this when we were living together. It was, how should the toilet paper roll be situated? Should it, should the toilet paper go over or under? Most people go over, like 70% of people situate their, their toilet roll so the, 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 the loose end is going over the roll, right? My family was weird in that we, we did it the other way, under. Now, you may say, Tim, that's the most retarded thing in the world. But like I said, uh, about 14 to 15% of, of people do it this way. And try it sometime. That's all I'm saying. Just give it a shot. It's easier to rip off the rolls when it's coming from behind. Not that it's incredibly difficult to rip off perforated toilet paper when it's, you know, in, in any position. But I don't know. We just always did it under. I thought that was the normal way. Then I started living with people who did it the other way and thought I was fucking retarded. And I'm not saying I'm not. The reason why I bring this up, a lot of people have been um, sharing this with me. The inventor of the toilet paper roll, his name was uh, Seth Wheeler, right? And in his patent application, he included diagrams and it once and for all shows you how you should be situating your toilet paper and... I am man enough to admit I've been doing it wrong all these years. You're supposed to go over like fucking 70% of the people do it. Now, some people, uh, I'm looking at a survey here. 71% of the people do the toilet paper over the roll. 14% go under. 8.3% just place the roll on the back of the the toilet. And then 6% just leave it on the floor. Fucking savages, right? 
So there you go. Just some interesting little toilet paper tidbits for you. Uh, there was a new news blooper, kind of. Take a listen to this. Big black Australop cockerel. I guess I should explain what the what the clip is all about. The news re- the reporter is holding a big black cock, a, 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 you know, a chicken. Big black Australop cockerel. The thing is, though, the chicken gets angry. Big black Australop cockerel. One of five hundred birds that are being judged today at the show. <laughs> uh, ah! Ah! He's literally running away. The the the, the cock was just uh, starting to flap its wings. Ah! He had no idea what to do. He was holding it. Ah! Ah! He got scared by the big black cock. We've all been there. Finally, now, before we get into the news, I've got three shitty songs for you. First up, an old friend, Tiny Tim. Did you know, in addition to singing Tiptoe Through the Tulips and a few other minor novelty hits, Tiny Tim tried to cover popular songs of the day, including this one. Who this woman is, but she takes care of the heavy lifting uh, in this version of I Got You, Baby. documentaries on tiny tim because to me this just seems like a a sad figure i I don't know how he died i I don't know much about him but his whole career it just seems depressing he had like one hit and it was kind you know i mean it was a real song but people were kind of laughing at him the whole time because of his voice and he just struggled to remain relevant i bet he just died in obscurity all right second bad song i have for you is an instrumental this song is uh, a, f- a famous one it's called hooray for hollywood hooray for hollywood so far it's, it's not bad Instruments are hitting the right notes. Others, not so much. I don't like that. I'm gonna add that one to my favorite. Next time I do a, uh, you know, a celebrity news story or something, I'm gonna play that. And finally, we end with a um, song poem from Shelley Stewart. Finding a lot of these song poems recently. I'm a curvy little girl with cute little curls, but he always calls me dum-dum, yum-yum. 
dad used to call my sister dumb bra. That was her nickname. My brother and I were shitheads, and uh, she was uh, dumb broad. When it comes to doing things right, I'm not really too bright. That's why he calls me dumb, dumb, yummy, yummy, dumb, dumb. Song's called Yummy, Yummy, Dumb, Dumb. When it comes to making love in the night, nothing seems to come out right. Gross. In the darkness of the night. Unless I turn on the light Only then can I do my things right I'm not really too bright That's why he calls me dumb, dumb, yummy, yummy, dumb, dumb Oh, you get the idea What can't she find in the dark? This is the guy who's operating the equipment He's got to line up the hole and everything Alright, in with that Let's get into the crazy, bizarre, twisted I'm like, I'm doing you right now guys so much for being sideshow members really do appreciate it hope to have a video cast for you this weekend in addition to another exclusive program on friday so be on the lookout for that if you want to upgrade your account to a lifetime one and never have to worry about recurring charges again you know what to do email me show at distortedview.com i'll give you all the instructions okay three very quick stories then we'll get the hell out of here oh look police killed another black guy this time bonus points are awarded because he was retarded Dun, dun. Yes, the family of a mentally ill man shot and, yes, killed uh, outside of his house by Dallas police released jarring video of the fatal confrontation as part of a federal civil rights lawsuit they filed against the department. Depending on your point of view, the graphic footage shows cops badly bungling what should have been a routine attempt to subdue Jason Harris, as his family contends, or it validates the officer's insistence that they were justified in killing the 38-year-old last summer. All right, let's take a listen here to the audio. I'll walk you through this in case you haven't seen it. The video starts with the police officers getting out of the car and knocking on the door. Police. Hello. What's going on? How you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, Who's that? What's going on? You dropped that right. So the mother is just sort of like walking away. Yeah, he's schizo. He's acting crazy. I don't know. And she just like walks. She's got her purse in her hand. She's just like walking away. She's like, oh, you deal with this shit. Okay. Who's that? Up people in the he just wants to chop up people and he's got a screwdriver. Hey, he just walking around. Like, you're his mother. Take care of the situation. Be a part of the solution. Who's that? Chopping up people in the sun. Bipolar schizo. What's going on? You drop that for me. Drop that for me. All right. All right. So what they're telling this kid to drop is a screwdriver he has in his hands. And he's not holding it like a weapon. He's, like, using both hands to hold it and twirl it. And I can understand, like, you don't know. Like, if I was a cop, I wouldn't know how he's going to use the screwdriver. But again, it's a fucking screwdriver. Stay away from him so he can't stab you, and you'll be okay. What's going on? You drop that for me. Drop that for me, guy. Jay! Drop it! Jay! Drop it! It seems like they went from asking him to drop the screwdriver to shooting him in a very short amount of time. Drop it! Jay! Drop it! Jay! And, you know, the fucking thing with these goddamn uh, cameras on the police, it only works 
if you're facing in the right direction, this stupid cop is like looking at a garage door. Drop the yes! Drop. So all I'm really looking at is a is a his buddy cop, right? His partner holding a gun. But yes! I can't see what James is doing. I don't know if James is like uh charging at the police officer or what? Just, 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 oh! Oh, Drop it! Drop it! Like he's down. He's down on the ground. You have shot him. He's not gonna hurt. He's not gonna hurt you now. Drop it! Shots fired. Cover code three. Drop that! Drop it! Drop it! Put it down. Right? He's still alive. He's still alive. Now, for now. We handcuff him? Just kick that over. Should we handcuff him? Like, these police officers don't know anything. Should we handcuff him? You have shot him, like, three times in the chest. <laughs> He's not gonna come after you. We handcuff him? Just kick that over. He was in the doorway. He had a screwdriver. We had this behind us. We had to shoot. He came at us. I don't know if came at us is exactly what happened. We, uh, we shouldn't probably talk about it, but yeah, we, we can't talk about it. I bet you the mom is second guessing her decision to call the cops on this one. Yeah, Harrison, who was bipolar and schizophrenic, was gunned down by two officers responding to a domestic call on June 14th, 2014, when he lunged at them with a screwdriver. The family, who obtained video recorded by one officer's body camera, I mean, really, come on, I don't know how much damage can be done by a Phillips head screwdriver. But the guy was retarded, and he wasn't moving around that fast. You could bob and weave. You don't automatically have to shoot someone. All right. Um, yeah, the family who obtained video recorded by one officer's body camera argues that the police used excessive force. Screwdriver versus gun. Gun is always going to win. This is a perfect video for Dallas Police Department to use in training as an example of what not to do, said older brother Sean Harrison. You don't yell at them. That only agitates them. I guess he's referring to, you know, schizophrenics. You, you don't want to yell at bipolar people. Shirley Harrison called cops because her son was menacing her. In the newly released video, she's seen greeting police at her Oak Cliff, Texas home. Jason Harrison is right behind her, casually holding a screwdriver. Mom walks out and says, bipolar and schizo. That's not the most sensitive thing to say. The routine call escalates in an instant. I mean, you all saw or heard the video. Three shots rung out. The video shows Harrison fall on the driveway against the garage door. When you're dealing with somebody who is mentally ill, you're not supposed to agitate, Harrison's family attorney, Jeff Henley, said. You're not supposed to move fast. You're not supposed to inflame. Dallas police have said the video backs up the officer's account of the shooting, which they said was done in self-defense. So uh, there you go. You be the judge, I guess. Second story we have for you today. A suspended Roman Catholic priest... Who authorities say, uh-oh, what did he do? How old were they? Uh, no. Uh, authorities say dealt pounds of meth and bought a sex shop. <laughs> what do you think the sex shop's name was? The Vatican. All right, so we've got a meth-dealing, sex shop-owning Roman Catholic priest. 
He bought the sex shop uh, possibly to launder his drug money. He's now asking a federal judge for leniency when he is sentenced next week. Monsignor Kevin Wallens, public defender, filed a sentencing request in federal court in Hartford on Monday, citing Wallens' three, decra- uh, three decades of charitable service, as well as more than 80 letters of support. All from meth heads, probably. All right, uh, Waylon, or Wallen, 63, is the former pastor of St. Augustine Parish in Bridgeport and was arrested on January 3rd, 2013, accused of receiving shipments of crystal meth from California and selling drugs to an under, uh, undercover officer six times. But why wouldn't he just be arrested after the first time? The police officer forget to file the paperwork a couple times or something? All right, whatever. So uh, he sold drugs to an undercover officer six times between September 2012 and January of 2013. He pleaded guilty to a meth conspiracy charge and agreed to a possible prison sentence of 10 to 11 years. According to court documents, he had a crystal meth addiction and sold the drug out of his Waterbury apartment as well as from the parking lot of Land of Oz, an adult specialty store and smoke shop that he bought in the fall. Sentencing is scheduled for March 24th, and Whalen is now asking for four years in prison and 500 hours of community service. Final story we have for you today. Uh, Parents, don't let your children fly kites. You don't know how dangerous it is. A five-year-old boy plummeted to his death. That's how dangerous it is. Yes, a five-year-old boy plummeted to his death after becoming entangled... (laughs) fucking retard in a huge kite that swept him more than 60 feet into the air this all happened in vietnam i think we have kite regulations here in the united states like kites can only be a a certain size they have to be under 50 fucking feet right van min dot was helping his mom sell drinks at the dong du kite field in ho chi minh city when his leg got caught in the rope and he was launched skyward, screaming before breaking free. I kind of wish this would have happened in the United States because you know everyone would be whipping out their cell phone and there would be 20 different YouTube videos of the thing. Uh, I've got nothing here. Can we start airdropping some uh, Samsung galaxies or something into Vietnam so these people can start uploading good shit to YouTube? All right, uh, so yeah, he was... uh, flung skyward, screaming before breaking free. Unfortunately, he broke free 60 feet in the air. He didn't wait until he was gently brought down. The boy died in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. His aunt, who witnessed the tragedy, It's a great tragedy, said the giant kite that has a 49-foot span was launched by members of the Saigon Kite Club as part of preparations for a festival. Everyone was looking at them because the kite had fallen to the ground a couple of times as the weather was a bit erratic, and one of the lines that snagged a table near the drinks and stand knocked over some chairs as well. Dat had run over to pick up some of the fallen soft drink bottles, and his leg got tangled in the kite string, which then just took off when it was hit by strong winds. Again, the weather was erratic. She said she joined others in desperately trying to reel the kite back down, but it was being blown too strongly. When the rope holding Dat broke, he tried grabbing onto another, but it was too late. A city spokesman said officials were on hand to keep kids away from the kites, but that Dad apparently overlook, uh, was overlooked because he was with his mom working in a stand. So there you go. Very sad story, also hilarious. That, my friends, is your Distorted News for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. 
yes, please take just a few minutes, rate us, review us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, you know, Pocket, I don't know, I don't know where we're all listed, but we're listed everywhere pretty much, and if we're not, make sure to submit Distorted View so we are listed in all the podcast directories, however you listen to Distorted View. You know the drill, just help me out, for Christ's sakes. All right, uh, let's check in with some freaks here. Hey, Tim, Will Freak, Mr. Threefoot here. Uh, so I'm just giving you a call. I was uh, killing some time cruising the internet, uh, and I saw that they were making a uh, a gem live action movie. Yes. Um, the, the art- Where have you been? <laughs> I've I've talked about it on the show. Article was posted on IGN. I don't know if you uh, don't know if you heard about that yet, but I know how. Uh, I am such a gem fan. On my Facebook wall, I get advertisements for gem credit cards. There's like a. There's like a MasterCard with gem characters on it. It's really weird. I don't know how legit it is. How much gem gives you like a huge raging boner. Yes. So, uh, I, thought- you know, I don't have a lot of high hopes for this movie. It's very low budget. There's like young girls. There's no misfits. You know, the misfits were like the bad girl group. The one that the gem and the holograms were always fighting. I don't even think the, ge- the, the misfits are in it. It just, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be good. I don't know if the mother is going, like, the whole thing with Jem is there's a, sup- not a supernatural aspect to it, but, you know, Jem uh, and Jerrica, they're the same person, uh, her mother died, right? And her father was so broken up over this, he created this amazing supercomputer and p- programmed it to have the personality of Jem's mom. And that's the computer that lets Jem have these holograms. So I don't know. I hope that's going to be a part of the movie. I thought I'd pass that information on to you. Uh, so yeah, definitely something to check out. I had no idea they were doing it. The first picture actually looks pretty good. No. Uh, I'm not a huge gem fan. but See, I- that's the problem. I'm a gem purist. And so I, you know, I'm going to be judging this film very harshly. We should have a screening. We should all go to the gem movie together. It'll be a bunch of like fucking messed up idiots who listen to this program. And then, like, 12-year-old girls. I think the photo looks pretty good. So I uh, just thought you would enjoy that. Uh, keep the good work. Well, thank and you very much. There. Yeah, right, there's a lot of great stuff coming out this year. We got Gem and the Holograms, Star Wars movies coming out at the end of the year, Wet Hot American Summer, the TV show. There's supposed to be, like, a Mr. Show reunion. What else? There's just a bunch of stuff. It's so great. <laughs> Hey, Tim, this is Sideshow member Inhuman. I think I'm one of your very few conservative listeners. I've been listening to your show since around Christmas of 2005. So wow, long-time listener of the show. Kind of a long ride. You are a true freak. And I appreciate everything you do, sir. I just wanted to call in and tell you that I really enjoyed the recent show where you were calling the lady who called to bitch you out, and that was very hilarious. But oh. it was even funnier when you played that part about the pedophile, like, dating chat line or something, my God, I was laughing till there was tears falling from my face. Oh, my old podcast, yeah. So keep up the good work, Timmy Boo. I enjoy the show, and to all you other freaks who aren't paying Tim some money, fuck you! I always, I always play the calls where the, where the listener is saying, hey, for anyone who's not a member, you're an idiot. But I always play that on the Sideshow program. I'm the idiot. Hey, Tim, it's Ethan calling from Illinois again. Hi. got another story for you. I called last time about the friend who uh, had to walk around in a cum sock at a mall all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time comes from a friend named Shane. And the reason I'm giving you his name is because there's a bizarre sex term that we created called the Shane Cocktail. 
and this is one that was actually performed, not just something that you read on Urban Dictionary. Uh, what happened was we were looking for a senior prank back in high school for a friend named Shane to do, and Shane is a very, very long-time listener of Distorted View, and hey, sure he'll be hearing Shout him. out to Shane! But what he did, what he ended up doing, was um, wanted to do something with his piss and his jizz, so he filled up a water bottle with uh, his piss, and he thought he was just going to, like, have a teacher knock it over somewhere or something like that. But then uh, we ended up having the idea that he should piss in the bottle, then top it off with a layer of jizz, mm. and then he put food coloring in it, and then he tricked someone into drinking it. Oh. The way that that all played out was that they were in gym class, and he told the kid that uh, he should be drinking it so that he could stay hydrated and whatnot. When did this happen? How long ago was this? So the kid takes a small sip, judges that it's okay to drink, and then takes a very, very large swig. Um, now so the taste was agreeable to him. And asked about the taste of the Shane cocktail, he replied that it tastes like graham crackers and bananas, which I thought was just what? fucking hilarious. Probably came from Shane. I think uh, something's wrong. He might have diabetes. Uh, unbelievable diet of Mountain Dew. But regardless, I thought you Piss and jizz? It's like graham crackers and bananas? Next time you force anyone to drink your piss or cum in a fraudulent manner, that is called a shame cocktail. Fraudulent manner. All right. That was a very long-winded voicemail, but okay, it might be worth it. Hey, Tim. This is DV listener KY, the sentient bottle of lube. Hmm. Yeah, you probably don't remember me. It doesn't matter. Um, Today... Um, Leonard Nimoy died. So. He, you can pretty much tell how far behind I am in the voicemails. Lux. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I loved Leonard Nimoy. You know, I wasn't a huge original Star Trek fan. I, I've seen some of the movies. I loved him in Fringe. Just, you know, wanted to bring that up. <laughs> and uh, I think that's the only thing I remember him from. He was in Fringe and Star Trek. Okay, so... Uh, Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy, and live long and prosper. All that shit. I'm a disgruntled suburban housewife. I found your audio filth on my son's iPod. I can't believe someone like you lives. If I had the power, I'd kill you and everyone who listens. I did like that she talked about how she's a Christian, yet she wants to kill me. So your audio fell. I can't stand people like you. You make the world so, so filthy. It brings me to tears. I hope you ride You need to work on your lady voice, sir. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail on for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. You see, rape is evitable. Spread the distortion. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes. I'll see you back tomorrow for the Thursday show. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. You are a faggot! This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.